0: Alright, here we go. What's going on, everybody? You already know what it is. You already know what it's about. Your boy, J. Rudd. Welcome back to another episode of J. Rudd's World. And You guys already know I Ain't Alone. I'm with the guest, comedian Johnny Azari. What's going on, brother?
1: Uh, Nothing much, man. You know, just enjoying the plague. How are you?
0: Just enjoying the plague, man, dude. I'm doing all right. And, you know, we were talking before the show and, uh, yeah, man, I just had my training. I did four hours of training and then they're going to give me my schedule which is going to be good, man. My hours are going to be from like noon to 10 o'clock, 16.50 an hour. I'm telling you, I'm ready to make some money. I've been unemployed for a little bit, so.
1: That's good. It's good that security is essential workers. You know, make sure it's essential that people don't rob and loot and break in and destroy society, even though society is being robbed and looted and destroyed
0: mm. anyway. Oh, hell yes. You know? speak, speak. They just
1: can't have the little guy doing it. That's all. They've yep. got to do it Top down demolition, you know.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So we met through a mutual uh, through mutual friend, Vinny. You know, Vinny Beetle?
1: Yeah, I've never actually met him. I met him through a mutual friend. I, you know, Ronnie. Uh, yeah. I did, I did a show with Ronnie, and he put me in touch with Vinny. And then uh, Vinny asked me for money for to fund something, <laughs> and then I just stopped replying. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, I mean, he wasn't, he, I, he wasn't, chitty. he was just like, yo, I got this thing I'm trying to fund, do you want to kick in some dollars? And I was like, ah, I'm just going to pretend I didn't see that. Yeah, just...
0: yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's not how it is with me, man. Whenever somebody is just like, hey, man, uh, do you want to, do you want to throw in some money? Be like, nope.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, I mean, it's you know, I I, I never, I haven't met him. You know, we were literally just introduced to each other chatting on Instagram for like 10 minutes for the first time. And then he hit me up for money. I was like, all right, uh, I think I'm done talking to you now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I hope to
1: meet him, though. He seems like a fun guy. Yeah, man. Maybe after I meet him in person. Bucks for whatever
0: dumbass project has. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yo, but uh yeah, man, Vinny is a Vinny is a cool dude, man. Um he, if anything about Vinny, he's he's a hustler, man. He works whenever he says he'll make things happen, he'll make things happen. So shout out to Vinny. He also produces by show as well, so Oh cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. He seems I follow him on Instagram. He's he's that dude's up to some shit constantly.
0: Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. So Johnny, you are a comedian, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, so tell me a little bit about yourself, your upbringing, where you're from, and what got you into comedy? Um,
1: I'm from New York City. I was raised in New York City, um, and I grew up in New York when it was still New York. I call New York now New New York, and mm-hmm. a lot of people there don't understand that because they got to New York after the 2000s, after you know, the gentrification was finished and all the money was poured in and they just changed the city around. So that's kind of my upbringing is like remembering that old version of New York when it used to be fun and affordable and all this type of stuff. And I I got into comedy through music. I've been a musician for 22 years and I was touring the country as a solo blues act and Basically, the music was so depressing. I was just bumming everybody out (laughs) these random bar shows I was doing. Because I I wasn't, I'm not famous. Nobody knew who I was. You Mm -hmm. know, I was just some dude with a guitar singing sad songs. So in between the songs, I would start talking to try to, like, chipper things up. And I realized I could make people laugh. (laughs) And then I started, like, working on the banter, like, writing it out between the songs. And it wasn't long till I realized what I was doing was stand-up comedy and then I just like really started studying stand-up and I ended up falling in love with stand-up more than music so about like a year and a half into it I just put the guitar down and just started doing straight comedy um and that's kind of like how I started I started as a road comic which is not a normal way that people start you know generally you do open mics and you know in your city, and after like eight years of grinding it out in the city, and going to a bigger city, then maybe you go do some road shows, and I just started on the road from playing music, mm-hmm. and then kind of just moved back to New York, after having been gone for like a decade, um, to do it the way you're supposed to do it, which is, you know, sucking dick, and kissing ass, and pretending that... All the comics above you are really funny So you can get spots Even though they're all fucking hacks Who did the same circle jerk shit You know, whatever the Industry
0: grind <laughs> Yeah, man, dude, that's cool You're a musician, dude uh, I, I play the drums, man I've been doing it since I was 13 years old, man And I'm telling you, man It's hard It's hard to get into music, man It's hard To do it professionally
1: Oh, yeah It's, it's not as hard as comedy I was right. getting Dude, I one of the, the not a joke it's just a sad unfortunate truth it's like i didn't think anything could pay less than singing the blues and apparently it's comedy <laughs> <laughs> i was making way more money playing music than uh doing stand-up it's like i took a pay cut to do comedy
0: yeah would you ever do music what again is- though
1: i lost my love for it yeah because i did uh I did one too many of what I call into the ass crack shows
2: mm-hmm.
1: where you'd be sitting on the stage singing and the audience is at the bar with their backs to you. Mm-hmm. So you're literally singing into their ass cracks, wow. you know, cause they're not even <laughs> paying attention. I just, it was just like one too many of those types of shows. And ironically, those pay the best, right? So you end up doing a lot of them just to finance the fun shows that don't pay. And, uh, it just, I just stopped caring. I haven't touched my guitar in almost a year, so.
0: Damn, yeah, man, wow. And you started, uh, when you started, uh, uh, stand-up comedy, you, you started what? As, like, a road actor, what have you?
1: I mean, I would do it, like, on, like, I was, I had all these music shows booked. Mm-hmm. And I actually shit the bed in a lot of the music venues because I would, they would book a blues musician, and I would, like, put the guitar down, and I'd start talking about, like, fist fucking midgets or whatever. <laughs> you know, and they're like, we didn't book this. You're supposed to be singing blues, yeah. and you are going off on political rants, <laughs> and, like, talking about your dick and all this shit. So I would, like, get canceled, like, or, like, the shows would... I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not welcome back at a lot of... <laughs> movies, put it that way. <laughs> obsessed with it. I was compelled, you know, and the thing is I had people laughing. It's mm-hmm. not like I was bombing. Like, people would be laughing and coming along with me. That's why I was doing it. It was working, you know, but the venue would get pissed or somebody would get pissed. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you you go to a comedy show, you expect to be offended. You go to a blues show, you expect to hear blues song. You mm-hmm. know, you don't expect to be offended at a blues show. Right. So that's that's what I mean how I started on the road, was I was just hijacking my own gigs and just doing comedy instead of music, you know, and going to some open mics if I could find them. But I basically threw my music career under the bus to learn how to do comedy, but. you know, which was good. I got more stage time than most comics get. Like, I wrote an hour. Before I had a tight five I mean, my first hour wasn't great I recorded it, and put it on an album and released it People mm-hmm. can listen to it on Spotify I still like it But listening back to it now I'm like, wow, I could have cut half of that out
0: Like yeah. that is fat,
1: you
0: know Oh yeah, man, dude, obviously I was gonna ask you You know, it must be weird, you know Just like hearing yourself on the recording And, you know, just like uh, critiquing yourself
1: Yeah, you always hate everything you do if you're me
0: anyway. <laughs> dude, I shouldn't be
1: like, That's garbage.
2: No, right,
0: whatever. I'm telling you, dude, I I'm like the same way, man. I'm like the same way anytime I do a anytime I do an episode and you know, I think it's fire while I'm doing it, but then I listen back to it and I am like, uh eh, that should have been cut out or, you know, I probably should have worded it a little differently, but you know, you you do all that work and you're just like, ah, I don't want to do like another forty eight minutes again.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's a constant unfoldment. You know, you're always learning and developing and mm-hmm. getting better. At least, I mean, the people who really care about the art and, like, who are trying to grow as a human being through their artwork, they're doing that. There's most people, though, are just go into the arts, particularly stand up, because they don't have any talent, but they do want attention. Yeah. You know, and comedy lends itself to. That type of person because like you don't have to play an instrument you don't have to be able to paint something you don't have to be able to dance like cu- humor is such a like I, I just used like air quotations around the word humor mm-hmm. it's such a subjective ephemeral kind of like intangible thing mm-hmm. that hey, hey i'm funny i make my friends laugh so every dickhead And their dog thinks they can just walk up and start doing comedy. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, you know, you get a lot of, like, loners. You get a lot of people who wouldn't have a social circle if it Mm -hmm. wasn't for comedy. Right. So, you know, that's the only way they have friends, theoretically. Exactly. You get a lot of that, you know, and, and those people, they don't care about the art form. Those are also generally the first people to correct you and tell you that you can't joke about a certain subject. Right. You know? Because they're not there for the art. They're there to be... exist, essentially, I think. I don't know. I don't know why anybody does anything. I don't know why everybody doesn't just kill themselves.
0: But I'm not sure
1: why I haven't. <laughs>
0: well, man, because you're a gift, man. You got, you have a gift, man, straight from God, dude. That's to make people laugh or what have you. But, yeah, man. Uh, dude, go... Um, Going back to what you said about you know people who you know they just because it can make their uh, group of friends laugh they can just get up on stage and do anything. I was actually talking to Ronnie last night about it, and uh, he and he uh, we were uh, I was talking about the same exact thing. He agrees. It's just like yo, it's just like you guys just can't get up on stage and just start saying stuff. You actually have to make us laugh too.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. Making people laugh. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to just anybody. I don't mind that they're unfunny people trying to figure out comedy. I'm fine with that. My problem is that when they use comedy as a way to have a social circle and mm-hmm. then they get sucked into these cliques mm-hmm. and then the clicks start policing each other's comedy. Mm. That's where I get pissed off about it. It's like, yeah, like juice stand up. You know, it's everybody it's beautiful to try things in your life, you know, that are challenging and different But when you start when you when you've been doing comedy for a year or two You're basically just an open mic comic, but you got a little click of your same similar open And then you start like getting on the internet and like, you know, woke scolding or whatever the fuck they're doing I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, they're man, basically just wasting everybody's time essentially. <laughs> yeah You know that that annoys the shit out of me, you know, and there's a lot of that right? only reason i bring it up is because like it's actually it's gone away i don't know if you've noticed but i think uh coronavirus killed all the social justice really
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering where they've gone man i was like man i haven't heard anything from them in a little bit <laughs> yeah no
1: it's fantastic i i've been saying this for like a couple of years now it's like the only reason all these people are bitch moaning about every little thing is because they don't have any real problems yeah. Wait till a real problem comes and you're going to watch all these sniveling little fucking bitches just run away and hide. Because all of a <laughs> sudden reality just bitch slapped. You know, uh, I mean, I'm fucking, um, I'm 38. Like, yeah. I'm, I was like 20 when 9-11 happened. Like, yeah. I watched the Twin Towers fall from the roof that I grew up in in New York City. Like, I oh. saw it with my own eyes. You know, like, I've seen, like, real problems happen. Like, I just knew that all these kids just, like, whining and sniveling. They hadn't actually dealt with, like, the biggest problem they ever had was Donald Trump got elected. Like, <laughs> it's not really a problem. Right. You know what I mean? Right. The guy you don't like got elected. Fucking deal with it. Organize and vote him out in four
0: years. I'm exactly. You, like, exactly. Up. You it's know funny. what I mean? You, you know what I mean? It's just like, what? That, uh, it's, yeah, man, just like vote him out in four years. It's just like, like T.K. Kirkland said, he's like, we took an L on this one. We took a (laughs) nail.
1: Yeah, it's just, you know, it's like, but they're not doing that. They just want to whine. None of them are going to go vote this year, and you're going to get another four years of Trump, and then they're going to say the country's racist. I'm telling you. Vote! You know? If you care that much. Yeah,
0: exactly. Don't just... A lot of people... That's what I've been trying to tell everybody on my show, right here on my show, and on Instagram, and on TikTok, or what have you. A lot of people are whining, but, you know, they don't want to find solutions to the problem. It's just like... And and, and I tell people, ain't none of you guys man enough to go over to the White House and crack Donald Trump in the head, so don't be complaining.
1: Yeah? No, they don't want to do any work. They just want to be heard. It's the same thing, like, that I was talking about, like, they don't want to actually work on comedy they just want to be seen they mm-hmm. don't want to actually get involved in the political process and like start grassroots campaigns to get a candidate you know that people actually get excited to vote for they just want to you know seem like they're important by bitch moaning on facebook like look at how virtuous i am i About Trump all day, fucking long, and just like, dude, I don't care about Trump. I wouldn't think about Trump if y'all didn't bring him up every two seconds. I'm telling
0: you, I'm telling you, tune it out.
1: That's what I did with all of the other racist presidents that came before him. You know, they're all racist. Not (laughs) one of them wasn't. He's just obvious about it, that's
0: all. You know, (laughs) they hide the racism. I know racism
1: when I see it. Yeah, they're all racist. Even Obama was racist, you know, which is ironic as fuck, but, like, throwing tons of black people in jail, you know, it's just right.
0: like, okay. I'm telling you, which, you know, we got to segue into the whole uh, George Floyd situation.
1: Yeah, dude, that's, well, Minneapolis or whatever city that is is burning now.
0: Yeah.
1: This shit is reminding me of the L.A. riots all over again. It's good. I mean, it's terrible what happened to them, but it's good that they're rioting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's good in a way. But then, I mean, I posted something on Instagram and somebody put there in the comments. It's just like, you know what? We don't have like, where's the leader to like organize these protests and riots or what have you? Because, you know, they're just going all over the place, you know, just like knocking everything down or what have you. And I was like, "Eh, you know, I, I agree with that in some ways. But. Then again, it's just like, how many times are we gonna march and sing "We Shall Overcome"? You know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah, I completely agree with you. I don't think that uh, I don't think that peaceful, like, permitted protesting is going to work anymore. I don't think I don't I don't I'm not advocating for violence, and the only reason I'm not advocating for violence is because if people start using violence, then it allows the state to respond. Violently, mm-hmm. and you're not going to beat the state in violence. Like they're have a monopoly on that game, you know. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's the only reason. I know I'm not like a pacifist because I'm like going around hugging trees and like <laughs> making out with like hairy armpitted girls. Like it's just, it just <laughs> doesn't work.
0: Oh man, I I've actually seen that happen at my work before. Somebody making out with a hairy armpit girl.
1: I mean, I'm, I won't not. Thing that moves. It's not like my <laughs> go-to, but no, it doesn't work, you know. But I mean, what they're what they're doing right now is they're they're expressing, you know, their voice of frustration, and exactly. it's not an organized voice. But right. it, it, I'm glad that it's being expressed because I'll tell you right now, all the elected officials in that city, they may not be showing it on the TV, but they're shitting themselves right now mm-hmm. because the last thing they want is for a whole bunch of people to start burning the city down. Right. So, you know, after the initial reaction of violence, if that's the time for them to become focused and organized and start actually coming with, like, demands and a much more structured political movement, but, I mean, they, you know, it's another fucking cop killing another unarmed person, you know, and it's like, how long are we going to sit there and watch the state that we're paying for that dude's salary to keep killing us,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? I mean, of course, I mean, he's black again, of course, but they do it to every race. It doesn't, like, that's the thing that, like, I think we should just unify, and like, why are the cops allowed to kill anybody, period? Right. You know, like, they shouldn't, you know, it's insane. They kill so many fucking people every year. Yep. And it's like, I think people are getting sick of it.
0: You they know. are, man. They are. Because, you know, cops be killing everybody, then what happens to court? We can't find the witness, no suspects, whatever, because y'all are killing everybody. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's like, you know, if you want to, like, if you feel like killing people, you should just, you know, join the police force. That's yeah.
0: the best <laughs> way to go. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every day is hunting season for the police.
1: Yo, you remember that, Um, did you hear the story? This happened like, Couple of, I don't know, like maybe like eight years ago, but I forget the name of the cop. There was a cop in L.A. A, I think he was a black cop. Mm-hmm. He was a Navy Seal, uh, retired Navy Seal, and he couldn't get. He got fed up with the corruption in the LAPD. Mm-hmm. Um, he kept. He tried to do everything like the legally the right way through the court system to like bring all these dirty cops to justice, and he couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So he. Fucking said, fuck it. He lost his mind, and he started picking off, assassinating dirty cops Mm. all over L.A., and it turned into a three-week manhunt. They couldn't find this dude, because he was a Navy SEAL. Mm -hmm. They took out, like, three of these, like, you know, prostitute fucking drug-dealing cops. Ah, that dude was my hero. (laughs) I loved him. It was a cop-killing dirty cops. It was just, like, out of a movie, but, like, the whole national media suppressed it nobody talked about it mm-hmm. and it was just like it was such an amazing moment of righteousness of like there is a little good in this world you know it, i mean it's twisted you shouldn't be killing <laughs> yeah. people but yeah. i love that though yeah a cop killing cops it's like dirty cops dude, too yeah it's like dude if you made that to a, into a porno i would masturbate to that every night <laughs> like that would be my my going to bed, like, oh, what a great world we live in.
0: <laughs> oh, Johnny, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, ba- hey, which segues into uh, the next question I was going to ask is just like, like who, like, when you, uh, we talk about stand-up comedy, who are some of your influences, man? Like, who are some of the comics that you look up to?
1: Living or dead? Or- uh,
0: Living, dead?
1: Um, I mean, I got got into comedy i didn't even know it but like i discovered him when i was like 24 and he kind of like changed my whole world about like that you can use art as a weapon you can use art as a way to like change the structure of the public conversation (laughs) and i really i love that i mean hicks hicks is definitely my favorite but like i love uh I mean, I love all the legacy comics, of course. Like, Richard Pryor is, like, always incredible. Oh, yeah. To just watch how he just, like, weaves a story Mhm. thin air that's just, like, you're there with him right. his pain and you're laughing at it. You know, um, I mean, The Living Ones, I love what Andrew Schultz is doing right now. Mm-hmm. I think Andrew Schultz is going in a, especially with the corona pandemic shit, he started, like, his own kind of daily show-ish, like, it's news-based You know, I mean, everybody's got one of those shows now, so it's not even, but it's, like, he's getting twisted and dark and, like, hitting really hard. Like, this dude, like, the, you know, Netflix rejected him, and he just went, like, the DIY route and, like, got all the followers on YouTube and all this. So he's completely free. Like, nobody can cancel him because Mm -hmm. he built his own fan base. So And he knows that, and he, now he really doesn't give a shit. He's just saying everything that needs to be said. And he's funny as clock. so. Yeah. I love what he's doing. I love Doug Stanhope, of course. Stanhope is great. Um, I don't know. I've been kind of, like, tuned out of comedy since, like, corona happened. I just – I don't really want to do the Zoom shows. So yeah. I'm just kind of, like, taking it as a break, mm-hmm. like, all together. Paying attention to all of it, you know, Um, only thing I did was I watched Louis C.K.'s special Yeah Um Which I thought was fucking hilarious <laughs> I sure I know,
0: Everybody
1: can hate you for liking something that's funny but. Yeah, man
0: I don't, no, I was, that, that seems to be it, man. People uh, seem to hate on uh comedy now, man
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's good, though, because now it's good that Joe Biden is running Because now... Like, you know, if you're going to ask me to vote for Joe Biden, I'm going to ask you to shut the fuck up about Luis C.K. <laughs> fair is fair, you know?
0: I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> I'm
1: happy Joe's running.
0: I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. Dude, so, uh, whenever I watch... Uh, Oh, you talked about Zoom shows, you know. I was listening. I was watching uh, in Godfrey With Trust. You know, comedian Godfrey?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, and he was talking about the Zoom shows and, you know, how they're having comedy shows on Zoom and stuff like that. You know, it's just, it's not the same. It's not the same feeling as if you are whenever you're, like, at a live comedy show.
1: Yeah, I can't remember. I haven't done one yet because I don't really want to. Exactly. Um, I, I'm pretty sure if they I asked
0: to- you, you'd be like, nope. Yeah,
1: I know. I got asked said, yeah, I'll do it, and then the, I didn't follow up with it, and, like, I didn't care enough <laughs> yeah. to, like, actually pursue getting on one, <laughs> um, I had to follow Godfrey, at, m- I, it was my audition at the stand, oh. and, like, he just, like, walked in, like, it was, the show was running already late, it was, like, two and a half hour show, I was supposed to be last and then Godfrey went up right before me. He did like thirty minutes about how the moon landing was fake. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever watched Godfrey. But yeah. was like, really high energy, really loud.
0: Dude. Like,
1: and he just taxed the crowd. Like they were done after him. And then they brought me up and know, well, that's comic, Johnny Azari. And I was like, How the fuck am I supposed to follow that at the end of a two and a half hour show? Yeah. You know, on a Monday night, it was like one in the morning. I was like, "There's no way." I, I just fucking bombed. It just—I ate complete shit. I was like, "Thank you." That was eight minutes of the worst shit in my fucking life. And of course, I—I <laughs> d- I didn't pass. I didn't, you know. I don't even know if the booker watched me. It was so late. Like, I—I I don't know what happened, but it's that like, was like my shot to get past at the stand. As, yeah. As my story. Wow, man. I was
0: That's just like—it's like, it's like I you... might have had
1: a chance if Godfrey didn't do thirty minutes about moon landing being fake before I went out, on it.
0: So So, is that the only time you, uh, uh... Have you, like, personally talked to Godfrey, or...?
1: I didn't talk to him. He just no. bumped me. And he just bumped. <laughs> I thought... I mean, I was gonna ask I mean, him... I t- talk to him for, like, a second. But oh, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, everyone is on his... Like, the stand is filled with a bunch of open mic comics just trying to make friends with, like, a made comic. Right. You know, that's all... the The whole bar is that. It's just, like little comics trying to suck big comics dicks and i'm you know which is whatever that's that's the game i don't do that which is probably why my career is not going anywhere like, <laughs> it's just it's to me it feels like you know when you're all alone and you go to a bar to try to pick up a chick and it's impossible because, like, you just stink uh, of desperate horniness. Uh, like, you're just sitting there, like, with your dick in your hand. It's like, will somebody touch it? You know, it's like, I'm not going to do that with other comics. Like, just sitting there like, oh, my God, look, it's fucking, you know, Nikki Glazer. Let me go and try Nikki to, like, Glazer. talk to you. And it's just like, what? I mean, yes, yeah, she's sitting right there. Yes, you can go talk to her. Yes, she's nice. Yes, she'll talk back to you. But, you, but you're fucking hmm. desperate. You know what I mean? You just man. want somebody to pluck you and make your career for you. Yeah. And nothing ever works that way. No. You, know?
0: you guys got to do the hard work. You guys got to put in the work and go get it yourself, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can brown nose your way into a career. I'm sure tons of people have done it. It's yeah. just not me.
0: Yeah, yeah. You prefer to work hard for what you got, man.
1: Uh, I prefer to just be cynical and bitter and, like, have regrets.
0: Ah, man.
1: I prefer to blame others for my career not going anywhere. It's I don't
0: know. It's the blues music, man. I swear are you listening to blues music right now, Johnny?
1: No, no. I'm right now I'm watching fucking uh I'm watching the price of Bitcoin on a chart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the price There's of no Bitcoin. Kidding. Oh man, yeah. so what do you think uh so what do you think the future is gonna be for uh for the comedy world man? After all this corona stuff.
1: Um I don't I think live entertainment is fucked for a while. I can't imagine people wanting to be packed into a comedy club and like ten comics sharing the same mic. Like I just I think that like, you know, you're gonna have two breeds of people soon. You're gonna have the people who really don't give a shit, and then you're gonna have the people who are terrified and really mad at the give a shit. Mm-hmm. And most likely that's gonna happen with live entertainment too, but I don't think you're gonna have, you know, packed night after packed night in in comedy clubs. I, I don't know how they're gonna deal with it, you know. I mean I had the idea to do drive to use drive in movie theaters to do comedy shows and mm-hmm. then I posted that on Facebook and a bunch of comics outside of New York, like in Denver and Florida were like, Yeah, we're doing that already here. And I was like, "How is it?" And they're like, "Ah, it sucks." You know, like, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the future of anything is. Um, it's uh it's a lot of uncertainty mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of corruption and scammy shit is happening right now. You oh know, so them. they keep they pushing.
0: Th- oh, what were you saying? I don't know. And uh, they keep pushing the date back about when they're officially going to open states and stuff like that. Open the states back up officially, open everything up, they've been pushing the date back.
1: Yeah, I mean, they can't keep it closed forever. I mean, legally, they didn't have the right to close it to begin with. (laughs) Yeah. That's, you know, neither here nor there. I mean, I think that they had to close it. They had no choice. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, they don't seem to want to do what is necessary to move forward, which is to basically test every single person and then create, like, corona camps Mm -hmm. where you get free medical treatment and quarantined if you're sick. Like That's the only way. Without those two things, we're just gonna, you know, do this, like, college style, which is just get in there do some fucking and hope you don't catch it, right? (laughs) You know, like... (laughs) It's pretty much college. I mean, every college has their own nickname for their own version of fucking, uh, what's it called? Gonorrhea. You yeah. Know? Like, I you know in, uh, in Lubbock, Texas, it's called Raider Rash.
0: Raider Rash. Named, <laughs>
1: <laughs> named after their college football team. Uh. <laughs> so <some laughs> I only know that because I played Lubbock, Texas. And yeah. Somebody said, hey, if you bang one of the girls here, you. Condom. You don't want to get raider rash. Always. It's like, what the fuck is raider rash? I it said it's gonorrhea, but worse. Like, okay, y'all are making your own STDs. I'm gonna get the fuck out of this town now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's crazy. Raider rash, man. that's us
1: Yeah, I love it for you.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Dude, are, are you into sports at all, man? Do you watch any sports?
1: Not really. Nah. Um, I used to be into, I used to like the Yankees. I didn't like baseball, I just liked the Yankees. Yeah. But that was more like of a pride New York thing. Yeah. Um, but nah, I, to me it's always, it's just a bunch of like fucking muscular people fighting over a bag of air. <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't get it. It's not he's, interesting to me. It's a fight of fucking air, you know? <laughs> like,
0: who can throw the bag of air in the hoop, like, I don't give a shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, man, well, hey, well, right now, I'm gonna take the time and uh, to uh, introduce a sponsor for the show, man, uh, that's uh, Sweet Heal CBD, all them CBD products or what have you, I uh, mean, CBD is a good way to, uh, get to uh, ease your anxiety, it's like one of the number one ways to ease anxiety, especially during these times, man, everyone needs a little... Uh, Everyone needs a little chill pill or what have you. So if you guys go to www.sweetheel.com, use promo code JRudsWorld, you guys are going to get 20% off all purchases over $50, all right? So sweetheel.com, use promo code JRudsWorld, you're going to get 20% off all purchases over $50, man. Dude, they got everything over there from like hard candies, chocolate bars, pre-rolled, uh, pre-rolled up joints, uh, even hand sanitizer and muscle rub. Can you believe that? CBD muscle rub? Man, I can't. I need that. You need mu- You need the CBD muscle rub?
1: I need all of it. Yo, can you tell them to send me free shit and I'll put it on the internet? I have, like, combined 16,000 followers.
0: Oh, shoot. I'll put in the good word for you.
1: Yeah, send me free stuff. I don't have money, but I have, like, people who benefit the- <laughs> it, say. They don't really, but tell them that they do.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, that's funny. (laughs) I'll
1: I'll take pictures with their products, like, I'll just stick, like, the CBD in every hole of my body and just, like, fucking just be like, this shit is so good for all your holes. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely need the muscle rub in my fucking shoulder. I'm, like, so stressed from this fucking stupid ass end of the world, man. Who thought the end of the world would be stressful?
0: Who thought the end of? I mean, people thought that the world was gonna end back in 2012.
1: Mm. Really? Who thought
0: that the like Mayans did? Pumped. You know? <laughs> oh, The Mayans. The, <laughs> yeah, the Mayans did. The Mayans did. Man, they thought the world was gonna end in in 2012. Man, so I remember just sitting there, you know, New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, 2011, counting down to the world was gonna end. I thought I thought everything was gonna explode, man. And then, you know. We got to zero, and then you know, 2012 happened. I was like, "How oh, the Mayans were wrong." I'm looking yeah, around. Of
1: course, the Mayans were wrong. Yeah. they used like rocks to <laughs> round corn. They were fucking dumb. <laughs> they're extinct. <laughs> the Mayans don't exist. They're smart people
0: don't fucking go extinct. Uh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> crazy man. Yeah, they made a
1: good calendar, like so. Yeah, far, like I got an iPhone, whatever.
0: Exactly, exactly. Dude, can a man do I was, uh, as soon as I went back to school, man, that year, I was just like, what the heck? I said, man, I said, the world, I said, the world didn't end, man. I said, we're going to live to see that Avengers movie. Because that was whenever the first Avengers movie came out. And I was like, man, we're going to live to see the Avengers movie. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. But, <laughs>
1: no, the world's not going to end. No, unfortunately. no. Unfortunately.
0: Oh. Too bad. So sad. It's too bad. So sad. No, but the reason why I brought up Sportsman, because uh, I don't know if you heard about uh, the two football players, the two cornerbacks, DeAndre uh, Baker and Quentin Dunbar, who, uh, uh, robbed a, who robbed a barbecue in Florida. Wait. Per, yeah.
1: They're like NFL football players? Yeah. Committed armed robbery?
0: Committed armed robbery. At a bar, what, uh, for
1: fun? Or are they like... like uh, not paying them. Who?
0: I, 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 <laughs> who knows, man? Who knows? All I know is that they just tried to rob people of their watches and you know, take money. And uh, I don't think it, I don't think anyone died. I don't think it, I, I gotta do research. I gotta do more research on it. But you know, all I read was just like two NFL players uh, attempted an armed robbery at a barbecue in Florida. And part of me is just thinking that's probably the CTE. That's probably the CTE because you know, if you're in the NFL, you're making a lot of money. Be like why do you need to feel the need to go and rob people of watches and you know, whatever. You know what the getaway cars were? Mercedes and Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> as if like they as if like they thought that they were really gonna get away with it. Be like, Hey man, ain't no one gonna catch us in here.
2: That's
1: I like that actually. That's that's if I ever become rich and famous, I'm gonna just start committing like Stupid ass petty crimes for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh, they used a gun. It was armed robbery. It was, yeah, it
0: was armed robbery. I think one. I fuck, think
1: they're
0: going to jail for a long time. And one of them just got drafted to the NFL too. Twenty two years old, man. A year younger than me. That's
1: some dumbass shit to do. That
0: is, man. I'm How thinking. I'm thinking it's the CTE, brother. I think it is the CTE because ain't no one that dumb enough, man. No disrespect What's to them, CTE? but that's just dumb. Um, concussion. Uh, it's, it's like whenever you get hit in the head uh. a little bit, uh, you know, whenever you get hit in the head a little bit, uh, then you know, you start, you know, doing all that. It, it says it does. it's like three big words or what have you. I gotta look that crap up, but you know, that's what happens whenever you get knocked in the head a little bit, uh, yeah. too much, yeah. you know, in football or what have you. I used to play, but you know, I had to stop, man, because one time I was, uh, I was just watching a game, I was watching a game at the high school. And dude, I'm telling you, I, I kid you not. Some dude picked up this dude who had the ball and like picked him up and like bias like threw him right there on his head, man. And that dude was out for a long time. I was like, "Man, I ain't playing this crap no more." I said, "I'm going to play the drums." <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I decided I'm going to become a musician because that cannot happen to me. I'm too pretty for that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know who you know who my inspiration was though for uh, for for the drums was uh, Ringo Starr. Really? He's yeah, such man. a
1: horrible drummer.
0: Oh, you think Ringo's terrible?
1: Yeah, he's no. like I'm, dude he's like I mean unless you like white boy like bouncy rhythms <laughs> like that dude doesn't have a dick. Dude, he doesn't, there's no pocket, there's no backbeat with Ringo, he's just sitting there, like, fluffing, and, like, almost hear his, like, fucking tiny little fucking gay-ass semen bouncing off the snare drum, he's hitting it like such a fairy.
0: <laughs> Oh, that's what, I don't know, cause, I don't know because most drummers, whenever I hear most drummers, uh, they're sorry about how they got into drumming. You know, one of the drummers that they listen to is Ringo Starr. That's, like, the top drummer that they always list, man.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Ringo doesn't do anything for you. He doesn't make me want to fuck. That's <laughs> what the drums are supposed to do. They're supposed to make you want to fuck. Like, Buddy Miles makes you want to fuck. Questlove makes you want to fuck. Uh, Questlove's good, John man. John Bonham makes you want to fuck. Yeah. Ringo Starr makes me want to, like... Kick a penguin or something. I don't know what. It doesn't make me want to fuck.
0: Uh well, you know R- Ringo. Ringo. Whenever Ringo plays, Ringo makes you want to dance, man. He was a dancing drummer, you know what I mean. Um, but no. But with Ringo, with, with Ringo though, he his beats were just so basic and like easier what have you. But you know, he knew how to make it sound good in a You, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, I just want to think of the Beatles, I don't think of the drumming ever. Yeah. You know? like i don't i mean it's it's such soft music like i love the beatles i think that they wrote incredible songs and like their harmonies were amazing but like i don't it's not music that ever makes me like want to fuck. you know mm-hmm. i mean i just I, I that's how i like rank good music like does it make you want to fuck? does it make you want to burn shit to the ground yeah does it, Or does it pacify you and make you kind of want to sit around and, like, invent cocktails and, like, I don't know, like, the Beatles to me are just, like, they're great, but they're, I, I I, I don't know, I'd much rather listen to, like, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club or, like, something with, like, a dick, you know, like, (laughs) fairly dickless music, generally. I mean, they got, they they got a dick towards the end before they broke up. Right. you know, like, Revolver definitely has
0: a Revolver, dick. Revolver, yeah, yeah. But,
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I just picture those stupid bowl cuts. And i <laughs> uh, just like, I'm like, those guys don't have a dick.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that, that's what's up. So like, big. Jimi Hendrix. Like, yeah. that
1: dude, like, you know, like, that's like music with a dick. Right. Led Zeppelin. You know, Jim Morrison, The Doors. hmm. Beatles is just like. Too fluffy. Too fluffy. Yeah, I feel like they're singing about a kitten the whole time. Like they just took acid and they were in a room with like five kittens and they just wrote songs about the kittens.
0: Lucy in the, the sky with like, diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you know yeah, the abbreviation for that. It's LSD. Lucy in the sky with diamonds. LSD. You already yeah. know.
1: I know.
0: <laughs> I, was
1: a, I was a Beatles fan before I
0: started hating on them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before you started hating on them. When, when did you start hating on them, though?
1: When you brought them up just now, <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast, and I have to say something funny, so I have to shit on the Beatles. No,
0: nah. like oh man, this podcast you could be up a...
1: Ringo's star. It's just like I don't know. Like, okay, annoys me.
0: okay. Well, what, what, what about the other Beatles? Uh, John, uh, George, and Paul. Man, what?
1: I take John and George. Paul can go like you know. Paul is the first and only musician to become a billionaire. Yeah. And he did it by being a fucking evil capitalist scumfuck and just buying up all the royalties to other people's music.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then what What happened? Then Michael Jackson came and bought all the Beatles cattle. <laughs> did yeah. you hear about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were close friends, man. They were close friends. And then Michael came and said, Hey, um, how much would you sell the Beatles for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and Paul goes, Oh, I'll know. Maybe like mm, $60 Who's He's like, Okay, okay, cool. Michael comes back. And I heard Eddie Griffin tell this story with Vlad. Michael comes back and says that he gave Paul like $61 million for the Beatles that were Heavy. And then they never spoke again. So now Paul's...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought he did it behind his back. I thought he bought all that. I thought he outbid him when the record <laughs> label was like selling the rights to that stuff. And that's why Paul was pissed. Because mm-hmm. well, Paul told Michael you should get into buying royalties to songs, and then Michael just went behind his back and just bought all the Beatles shit. Yeah.
0: And then Paul gets Paul a call, yeah, he's like, yeah. uh, Michael bought those <laughs> That's
1: good, though, I like that, because that's like, that, that, that's like, probably like, one of the few cases like, in capitalism, modern society, of a black guy just Fucking the shit out of a white guy, <laughs> like without like his, you know, like that's like the type of thing that like is normally the other way around. I mm-hmm. just love that Michael just like went and like fucking ass fucked ball on the Beatles royalties. That makes me happy. <laughs> See, that's another thing that makes me happy. Like that cop killing cops, Michael buying up the Beatles shit.
0: Yeah, Good. Michael being one of the most powerful people on the planet too. Yeah. Was. Now well, see now he's now he's dead. Do you think the media? Do, 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 yeah. Do you think the media just like dragged him down, man, or what have you? Because whenever I think about Michael Jackson and the whole pedophile kind of uh, stuff, man, I think it was the media that played a big part of it, man. Because what I think it was just, you know, everyone sees him, you know, grown man hanging around with a bunch of kids, which I admit, you know, it's not a good look or what have you. Somebody should have been there. Somebody should have been there to tell Michael, hey, yo, man. I know you love kids, but you know what? This ain't a good look because they're gonna make a story about you. But I, the way I see it is that you know they saw that and they took advantage of it, and they just started making up stories and dragging the dude down.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, people, I, I didn't watch Neverland because I didn't want to. Yeah. Um, but people watch that and said it's pretty convincing. Yeah. But I'm kinda like he's like I'm like dude, the guy's he's Michael Jackson, like just let him fuck kids. I don't know if <laughs> I can tell you. He's that talented. You should let him fuck your kids.
0: Oh uh, dude. When I, you
1: write thriller you get to bang kids. I <laughs> like that should be a new rule. Uh what's what
0: what's uh what 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 what, 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 what did Chris Rock said in his comedy special a long time ago. He said the man made Bailey Jean, leave him alone. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I watched, yeah. I watched, I watched, I watched the Neverland. I watched the Neverland documentary, man. And you know, I went, you know, I came out the same way I went in, and, man. I thought it was just a bunch of bull crap. I thought it was at this point. At this point, John, I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, that if I don't see a video of Michael touching kids, that's what it comes down to. Now, show me a video of Michael touching kids, and then you know what? We could all say that you know, we were wrong about Michael or what have you. But until a video of Michael Jackson comes out. Him touching kids with heavy. I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to believe it.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, like, it's always just been like, why aren't the parents of those kids in jail? Because, like, it's pretty obvious they were all using their kids as bait yep. to get money. Like, they were sending him there hoping he would. Fuck them so they could get paid. Yeah. Which at that point you're basically prostituting a child. Yeah. Which is way more evil than actually
0: fucking the child. Yeah. And when you think so. about it, yeah, the parents got to let you know it's not you know it's the parents' fault. The parents are like, uh, the parents play a big part of it too. It's just like you hear all these stories about this, especially R. Kelly. You know the the whole R. Kelly situation. Everybody hears all those stories about R. Kelly, but yet. They think that it's a good idea to to say, "Hey, here's my daughter. Can you make her a star?" R. Kelly's like, "Yeah, sure."
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I I don't know R. Kelly. Like, I mean, I think when you start peeing on people, you, people have a hard time swallowing that. You know, like I mean, everyone can imagine like fucking is normal.
2: But peeing,
1: peeing is that that's like I don't know. You should you really shouldn't pee on kids. I don't think you should fuck kids either. Once you write Thriller, <laughs> then you can fuck kids. <laughs> but, like, but I think if Michael was peeing on the kids, then I'd probably be upset.
2: Oh, uh,
0: well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope people understand I'm joking. Uh, probably not. Dude, they're,
0: they're probably, dude, yeah, man. Probably, I'm going to get so many emails, so many text messages right there on Instagram about that. Be like, yo, man, what's up with that Johnny dude, man? But if that dude was joking, man. It's called comedy. No, nah, man. Yeah. No man, he said. You know, he he said that if you if you write thriller, if you write thriller, then you have, then you can fuck kids, man. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. He said Michael Jackson. Uh, that, that's the same. dude. I get so many complaints, man. Every every day, I get so many complaints. Be like, why'd you say this in your episode? Because that's exactly how I feel. You know, it is called the realest podcast in the world, man. I don't want people to be fake on my show. I want people to be real, man. And you're and, and you're real, dude. And you're real.
1: Oh, thank you. you know. Sorry. Try to be real. Uh, in my but Absolutely. Try to be real. No, nah, just there's, there's probably somebody sitting there going, I'm gonna cancel John Lazari and then they're gonna go look at me online and go, Oh, there's nothing to cancel. Fuck it <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was gonna ask Jeez. you, man. I was gonna ask you, um which is are you working on are you working on any material right now or Um
1: I was beginning to uh I was working on my album before corona Mm -hmm. I just released uh, well I guess it's not just anymore I I released my second comedy album I think in November it's either October or November I don't remember Uh, that one's called Fuckboy for the Status Quo Mm -hmm. and they're both on Spotify and other places Um, all the all the digital wherever you listen to shit you can find them but um I was working on the third hour, and then this shit happened, and, like, I just – I like I said, I just stopped thinking about comedy, which is weird to say that. You know, I mean, I found other things to do, but <laughs> it's also – comedy doesn't work without, like – like, I'm not a sketch comic. I don't want to start a YouTube channel. I don't want to start a podcast. Like, to me – Comedy is the contact with the audience, Mm -hmm. that contract that you have with them, that you, you can tell them anything and you can say the most fucked up, twisted, dark ass shit. And so long as it's funny and they're laughing, you can say it like that weird social contract that can only happen live, that can only happen on a stage with an audience. That's comedy to me, like everything else is the careerism. And the pay attention to me, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, I need validation, I need that, and that that part, I've never, I don't give a shit about any of that, I like the art of it. Yeah, man. So, that's because of that, I just, like, I don't know, like, I I, I pieced out, I've been, like, I've been, I've been, honestly, I've been, like, completely obsessed and fascinated With the financial fraud that our government is committing right Mm -hmm. now. With the, like, infinite money printing to give it to Wall Street. And nobody gives a shit. It's incredible. Right. That shit has been, like, become my new obsession of, like, Mm -hmm. how much financial fraud they're committing right now while nobody fucking cares. Yeah. And laws they're breaking.
0: Yeah. It's insane. I always tell people, man, you know, step out of fantasy world, step out of TikTok land, and, you know, let's just step into reality for a little bit, you know, because, you know, we need to know these things, man. Yeah, I mean, we
1: should be throwing a brick through the fucking White House window. for Like, I I don't know. Like, it's just just crazy, like, what people get upset over and and what they don't get upset. I mean, they just printed themselves, like, $4 trillion. Like, they just gave themselves $4 trillion of our money by printing it. Like, our kids have to, I don't, it's just, and no one gives a shit. It's just like, yeah, oh, they sent you $1,200, that's nice. They gave them so four fucking trillion. <laughs> and you're like happy about a $1,200 check. It's like, dude, like, I mean, I don't, it's.
0: It's crazy, man. It's fucking crazy.
1: peasants. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, it's how are you not mad about it? Like, how is everybody not, like, storming the Fed? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, man. People just try to get through their life. I understand.
0: Like, Absolutely, and I'm all about doing whatever makes you happy.
1: Yeah. I and going, la, 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 la. Yeah. You happy.
0: Right. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Well, Johnny, man, hey, where can people find you, man, on social media? Uh,
1: um, everything is just my at my name, Johnny Azari. His name is A uh, Z A R I. Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and also my website Johnny I got all my music up there and I'm got a bunch of clips on YouTube and then you'll find music and comedy it's all if you Google me I'm Googleable
0: yeah Google I'm not I'm Googleable popular. yet you'll get there yeah <laughs> hopefully one day one day but uh, you guys know where to follow me on on Instagram at I'm at Rud's World 1997 and I'm and I'm J Rudd everywhere else, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Twitter, and TikTok at J Rudd 50. They love me over there at TikTok. TikTok. For some odd reason, man, I, I don't do I don't do any of those TikTok dances or what have you. But you know, I mean, I come up there and I spit some facts, I spit the truth, and you know, I just, you know, I just want to see I just want to see how you know people will react whenever I say, Yo, ladies, we know that half of what's on your body is photoshopped and it's not real, so y'all need to cut that out right now.
1: No, no, no. Don't tell them to stop. I like
0: it. Okay, fantastic. I mean, uh, but, but then at the end, I tell them, yo, but you guys do whatever it is that makes you happy. I'm just saying. No, just I like love I love
1: being catfished. It's like my kink.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I, like it, I get <laughs> so hard when I find a super hot girl online and uh, she weighs 400 pounds and smells like cottage cheese. My dick gets fucking harder than...
0: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, okay. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Did we go on the date did we go on the date with the same girl? Probably. Man, shoot. Last week that was a nightmare. Crap.
1: Was her name Karen? Probably. Um Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, John, Hey, man, well, thank you so much for coming to the show, man. Hey, I'm going to end the recording, but I want you to stay on the line with me, all right? Okay, cool. All right, you guys know what it is, thank man. You for having Absolutely, man. Jay Run and Johnny out, man. God bless you. Peace.